0: This is Talking Tactics, the podcast that celebrates enrollment success one tactic at a time. The catch? The tactic had to be done with limited resources, either by a single person, a small but mighty team, limited time, or with a low budget. I'm your host, Diana Kibiltz, Strategy Director at Ology, and I'll be interviewing the most creative and resourceful folks across higher ed to break down a single tactic, from idea to results so you can try them too. Are you ready? Let's Talk Tactics. Hello, hello, everyone. I hope this podcast episode finds you well. (laughs) Welcome to Talking Tactics. I'm your host, A, queen of very bad jokes and awkward silences. Today's episode will tap into a millennial's secret guilty pleasure. Does anyone remember Pearl Parties? You will, after today. My guest, Carrie Chambers, is going to talk to us about her very clever Pearl Party-inspired idea, Merch and Mingle, where her team introduced price draws to 30-minute online info sessions and saw a remarkable increase in requests for information forms and over four times more applications to their online programs. Carrie's tactic comes from her time at Miami University in Ohio, but she's currently at Butler University's Division of Professional Studies and is responsible for growing their own online grad and professional programs. Prior to that role, she has worked both in higher ed and on the agency side in multiple enrollment-related roles across the entire student life cycle, so true enrollment expert here today. Carrie. welcome. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. We're so excited because, I mean, who doesn't love a Pearl Party, even if we don't admit it, right? (laughs) All right, so let's get right into it. Can you take us back in time and kind of position us in the situation that you were in and what you were trying to solve at work and how you came up with your idea?
1: Yeah, so it's a problem that everybody in enrollment had. COVID hit,
0: Mm. and
1: how do we do campus visits? So everyone's trying to do them online. Everybody is in the social media space. And so how could we cut through all of that noise mm-hmm. to have a meaningful connection online with prospective students?
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I do remember the scramble, right? Everyone had online info sessions and, you know, they're kind of boring, right?
1: Not kind of, they're totally boring.
0: <laughs> they're totally boring. And we're asking folks to like sit through an hour of a PowerPoint presentation, and they're doing that for multiple schools, right? So what idea did you have to cut through the noise?
1: So around this time, I got into Pearl Parties, which is a an MLM, or was, I don't know if it's still around, multi-level marketing company, and they would hold live oyster openings on Facebook. So you pay for your oyster, they open it live, and you see what kind of pearl or pearls you get. <laughs> So they take time opening the oysters, and while you're waiting, they talk about how you can get involved in the MLM or buy more oysters. And so you're caught listening to information that they're giving to you while you're waiting to see what is going to be in the oyster.
0: You know, I love oysters, but like I like eating them.
1: I don't think you would eat these ones.
0: No, I'm not sure I like watching oysters, right? But
1: (laughs) I can't explain it, but I would watch it for a lot longer than I will admit. And so I bought two oysters for my mom and I, because I got her into it. And we did watch live and we're super excited to see our oysters open. We got twins, which is two pearls and one oyster. And at that time, I was the main demographic for online learning. I was in my early 30s. I had kids. I was busy, had all kinds of life things. And so I would watch these pearl parties. And I realized that is how we should do these online visits. So the Merchant Mingle at Miami University's regional campuses was born. So they're 30-minute Facebook Live events focused on just one topic, no slide decks, just a couple of experts on that topic sharing the info. In that 30 minutes, we'd share info for maybe three or four minutes and then stop and draw a name to win a prize and then share more info. And we'd stop maybe four or five times to pull names, which meant the info had to be super concise. The goal was to get RFIs. So a prospect could register before the event or during the event. And we would use the list of RFIs to draw winners from. And then we gave away a large prize. It was really only around $40, which was a full Miami folding chair at the end. And then the info session lived on demand on Facebook, and they're still there.
0: Oh my gosh, we can go back and watch them. You can. I'm so excited about that. Okay. So, all right, let's recap here just for my understanding. So 30-minute info session, no slides. So that's that alone is very unique. And you have four-minute kind of segments of info and then a price draw from anyone that had given you basically a request for information form up until that point in that event. Right. So how did you see folks kind of joining all the way through the event? Did you see folks staying? Like if they want a prize, would they stay through the event? What kind of participation and engagement did you see during the info session? Yes,
1: people would definitely register during the event. We had people that would come to multiple. So I would recognize the name from multiple Merchant Mingle events. And then they would ask questions in the comment section. And we would have staff from admission behind the scenes that would answer those questions live.
0: Okay, great. And then you said some of these events were around different topics. Were they all the same? Or did you have like an admissions theme session, a financial aid session? How did that work?
1: So we had the ones I was responsible for, we had three that were around online learning. And then there are other ones about how to finance college, am I too old for college, and topics like that, where you could get that info, just really quickly, really concise. And then you had a face
0: and a name to follow up with if you had questions. Oh, that's so personal in some way. I really like that. Uh, Like addressing not what we want to say, but what they want to know, right? Especially as online learners, adult learners. Can you talk to us about the investment? So how many resources in terms of people did you need to run these? You mentioned Facebook Live. Like, was that an issue setting that up? And then also like in terms of the merch, how did you just have items or how was that?
1: So I think cross-functional relationships are the key to most successes, and they were definitely the key here. And so my friends in admission had figured out how to link Zoom to Facebook Live. And so we always had someone from admission that would set those up and be there during the event in case there were any tech problems. And then also someone in admission to answer those questions live. For the merch, it was just it was things that everybody already had, but did not have a way to give out because we weren't doing any kind of live events, so there was no additional investment dollars into those items because we already had them on hand
0: and so you gave items like five items away per session. Is that kind of how? It yeah, went? yeah,
1: and everybody got a digital prize. so if you registered, you got digital zoom backgrounds of the really nice photos of the campuses.
0: Oh, I remember those days when we were all playing with our backgrounds. (laughs) So I, this is just such a cool idea. And the price, the prices I assume were just merchandise, um, branded merchandise, and you saw repeat attendance. So folks like really wanted this stuff, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So For the prizes, the flatter, the better, because we did mail everything. We weren't expecting them to come to campus to pick anything up. And then especially with online learning, they could be from anywhere in the United States. So things like laptop stickers were great to mail out, koozies, things like that. We did have like desk USB fans. Those did cost a little bit more to mail out.
0: Did you have a any kind of order to the prizes? Like, did you start with like the smallest and then as the info session progressed, you got to the big one at the end? No.
1: So the big one was always at the end, but the desirability of the prizes in between, there was no method to that.
0: Okay. And how did you actually functionally like draw the names? Did you use like an online name, random name generator thing? Yes.
1: So we use Slate. And so I would pull all of those names from slate and then put them into a random name generator. We had a notes document that we kept live in Google Docs, so we would have the prizes listed already and then once a name was drawn, we would make sure we recorded that in our our notes document and then also comment in the Facebook live and say congratulations day you won some laptop stickers.
0: Oh my gosh. I mean, it's so simple, but I can totally see how this would keep folks hooked. You know, even if, even if you're not a hundred percent convinced that you want to go to school yet, like you're kind of watching, right? Because there's just this game element to it. Did you have any challenges as you were trying to implement this idea?
1: The main challenge was finding the right time to hold the events. So Sundays at seven p.m. tended to be the best. So that's you know moms are taking a breather before putting kids to bed and they're maybe scrolling on their phones. We also tried Fridays at noon so to try to get people during the lunch hour and that worked all right, but any of the other times that we tried really did not get as much participation as those two times. The other challenge was getting the subject matter expert we had to deliver that info concisely and to to convince them to present the most important information first, and that maybe not everything is as important as they think it is, because we would almost every time have to cut some info that we'd planned for the end.
0: So, how did you convince them?
1: Oh gosh. I mean, we would make an outline ahead of time of the topics. So, not a script, but just an outline of the topics to cover. And there would always be a host with the SME. And that host, one of them especially that used to work with me was great at moving them forward.
0: I'm just like imagining this and like how that feeling of the quick pace actually keeps folks more engaged than the droning on and on and on and on and on and on, and on to get to a Q&A at the end after 45 minutes, right? And I'm thinking about this, especially now, right? So you tried this peak pandemic, like we were all doing this, but virtual online sessions are not going to go away, right? These are super important for folks, exactly the demographic you were targeting then, folks that have to do things throughout the day, online learners, adult learners, you know, underrepresented groups in general for even traditional age college students. And this is just such a kind of neat little package to present this information. I love it. So talk to us about what everyone wants to know, what the results were. So. After you tried a few what Mingles, what was the outcome? So in general,
1: the ROI was great. The time that it took to set them up, it was so minimal because as the SME, you already know your information. You don't have to put together any visuals. So the goal was RFIs. And in general, for our online majors, we had not been seeing social media RFIs convert to any applications, really. We were spending a lot of money in the space and not getting anything from it. For the online learning topics that I was accountable for, there were three. We saw 84 RFIs and 51 applications that were attributed to those three merchant Mingle events. So com- compared to the year before, in 2019, 2020, pre-pandemic, we had 343 RFIs, but only nine applications attributable to social media. So that was an 82% increase in apps that we could attribute to social media and an overall one and a half percent increase in lead to app conversion. So even with the increase in RFIs. So that's all RFIs, not just social media.
0: That's really impressive to go from nine to 50, 51. That, like, that's yeah. incredible. Wow. And I I I bet too, the investment, if you go from paid digital media, right, to these kind of events, that you already have the merch, you have the expertise. There's very little to put together like this. There's that helps with the ROI, right? Because yeah. the investment's not as great, right? Right, exactly. Wow, that is amazing. Did do you get any qualitative feedback from your audiences? Like, did people share if they loved it?
1: People would comment and thank us and say how fun it was and things like that.
0: How fun! Who has ever heard? How fun from an online info (laughs) session. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What about internally? Did, you know, your subject matter experts, did folks comment on how well these performed?
1: Yeah. So our admission team was very excited about them and they did continue, did a few more after I I left Miami. Uh, Our marketing team was definitely excited about them um, because they cost much less than the traditional digital marketing. We I mean of course included it in our annual report of how well it did.
0: Yeah. So thinking now at like where you are now and everything we've all learned since since that time, how would you run these now? Is there anything that you would change? Would you still use Facebook Live? Would you keep the same length? Is there anything that you would do differently?
1: Yeah, I think social me- the social media landscape has changed so much. It would be a challenge. I think that we could still reach that age bracket, those like 30s, 40s. And Facebook Live would be probably the easiest way to go. I might look at streaming it live on multiple platforms at one time. But yeah, with all the changes that Meta is doing, I think that would change the way that we would do this and the way that we would be able to reach our audience. But I would, yeah, I would keep them the same length, the same mailing out the prizes, even though we can all come together now, all of that to make it super easy for the attendee.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense because what matters here is that we understand who we're trying to target, right? So in your case, it was adult learners um, looking for online programs. So Facebook Live made sense at the time, right? But if, you know, there's a listener right now having a brilliant idea to do a merchant mingle and they're targeting 18 year olds. That's a very different uh, audience, right? So what, where, what platform would that be and what type of prizes or length? It might be a little bit different. So
1: yeah, I can't, I can't see them sitting for 30 minutes and watching it.
0: They might just sit until that first price. I don't know though, because did you know the average length of a YouTube video is like 14 minutes that like people actually watch long term, like long form content.
1: I do know that because I have a seven year old.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and so yeah. That's how I know.
0: Gen Alpha coming up, coming in hot, <laughs> Gen Alpha. Yeah. yeah, so the, you know, this is a, I think it's a great idea, but definitely advice to our listeners, if you're going to implement this, really think about where your audiences are and where they consume content and and try it there. I think, honestly, I think it would still work. It's way more fun than the traditional Q and A format, student panel, info session thing that we see—I love it. Thank you. <laughs> well, Carrie, that is the end of our episode today. And I don't know if you know this about me, but I love creative email signatures, and I love yours. So I'm gonna I'm gonna steal a line from yours to wrap up the show. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here I go. Thank you. Shie mm-hmm. Merci. Danke. And gracias for being here today. <laughs> D- Donata. Uh, if folks want to contact you, how can they get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, you can email me clchambers at butler.edu or find me, Carrie L. Shear Chambers on LinkedIn.
0: Awesome. And folks, if you do email her, you'll get that. Awesome email signature reply with a thank you in multiple languages. So I do recommend. And all right, to all of our listeners, that's the end of our episode. Let us know if you try this tactic, what you call it, and what you give away. we'd love, we would love to hear how it goes. And you know what I'm gonna say. Keep walking the walk and talking the tactic. Thank you all for listening to Talking Tactics. If you try what you heard today, or if you've got a tactic of your own to share, I definitely want to hear it. So find me on LinkedIn by searching for my name, Diana Kibilds. That's D-A-Y-A-N-A-K-I-B-I-L-D-S. And if you're enjoying Talking Tactics, please rate and review the show because there's nothing I love more than a good grade and positive reinforcement. Finally, If you just can't get enough of good podcasts, the Enrollified Podcast Network delivers with an amazing selection of other marketing and admissions-focused podcasts just for you. Go show them some love. See you next time.